Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Three, two, one, and we are back. And as promised, we are on day two, year two, and this is your five-year success blueprint. Julie Harris, point number two. Oh, yes. by the way, I should say, okay. right? you guys need to go back and listen to uh, the first two podcasts that we've done on this exact topic, titled the exact same thing, and listen to those, obviously, in order for point for essentially today's show, tomorrow's show, and the following day to make perfect sense. It's really critical you guys listen to all these episodal uh, podcasts that we do in order. Now, there's still tremendous value if you're just listening to this as a one-off, but definitely want to listen to it in order. That way you can build on your, um, you know, your education every single day. Our job from this podcast is to educate you, to motivate you, and it's obviously your job then to get into action. So take this information that we're sharing with you and do something with it. So Julie, point number two for year two. Yes, that's right. So here's the point. Focus on net profit, not on unit count. Complete a new real estate treasure map, increasing your production goal by about 20%. 12 to 18 closings this year is a realistic goal. Now, if you are already averaging more and you just decided to do a five-year plan, you can still add a 20% increase to that goal. But let's say that last year you did 144,000 on 12 units. This year, 20% increase, maybe a little bit more, 18 closings. I like to keep the math easy. Is 216,000 gross commission income. Use whiteboards for visual accountability. We teach you that in Premier Coaching. Remember, this is a podcast. It may feel like coaching, but we are just exposing you to things that you've got to implement. It, we can't do the deep dive drill down that we do in coaching. So now, the point to this is, you know, focus on your net profit, not your units, but do increase your goal this year. If you're listening to this and you're already far exceeding that in terms of closings, well, then adjust accordingly. Mm-hmm. The point that Julie's making, I think, Julie, mm-hmm. is make sure you're not losing a focus on what your point of what your product of your business is, which is profit. Don't start basically seducing yourself into focusing on units. You hear this and see this all the time. You'll ask an agent, what was your uh, like high-end agents? They never talk about units. They always talk about dollar volume. Low-end agents always talk about units. I think both those inf- all those little bits of information are fantastic, but re- really matters what should become the new institutionalized question that everyone asks is, um, hi, Julie, what was your profit from your real estate business last year? That's maybe right. it's just a margin or maybe it's an actual dollar amount. Because again, we all get seduced into being addicted to these top line numbers because they make us feel good, but it does not paint the picture of how efficient of a business you're running. Remember guys, your product is profit. And if you're not making profit from your business, you will not have anything yet, anything whatsoever to show for all of your efforts, all your time, all your effort, uh, and all your sacrifice will be wasted because you had nothing, you had no profit. And with that profit, you were reinvested in you know dividend paying stocks and rental properties and other things and with that then you have uh, you know taken a lot of steps towards becoming rich where your money works for you and you no longer work for your money we talk about this extensively in our book Harris Rules you can get it on Amazon Barnes and Noble and everywhere else it's available on Audible as well so listen to all of that if this uh, intrigues you because I think it's going to be you know it's over 500 five star reviews and this is going to be this book in particular will be a great roadmap for all of you guys to Mm -hmm. use for the rest of your real estate careers. If you've been 
flying by the seat of your pants, which most of you have been doing, get the book. And it's going to really uh, open your eyes to maybe a lot of the missteps you've made over this past incredible seller's market. Point number three. Yes, it does connect the dots quite well. It does. Point number three. Now you can get serious about your magic number of listings. What's that? It's the number of active listings to have at all times, excuse me, in order to meet or exceed your goals. In this year, you now have enough skills to start building actual listing inventory. Three to four listings at all times are appropriate for most agents. Depends again on your goal. Your treasure map will help you with that. Upgrade the quality of your presentations if necessary. If you if you can only run at one to two because you're just really good at center of influence and you're not ready to compete, it's probably because you've got to build your skills and get more competitive. This is the time to do that. Upgrade the quality of your presentations. Have on hand five pre-listing packages assembled at all times, ready to send, ready to drop off as you set appointments. Now, I should have in, I should have injected this in your first point because mm-hmm. I have to tell you now that I'm reviewing it while you're reading that. I was just thinking about this. So if you are selling, it's, you're in year two. You've been following our plan. You're a premier coaching client. You're making a lot of money. I, and if you, again, followed what we've asked you to do, you've done your real estate treasure map, you know exactly what you're paying your broker. I, the reason I'm sharing this with you is because every single week I'm having, in some cases, dozens of conversations with those of you who are moving forward and joining Julie and I at eXp Realty. And the first question, one of the first questions I always ask you is, what did you pay your broker last year? Never does someone, ha- I, I, one person's known, um, you're coaching her. Oh, Sue. Uh- Sue Romans. Sue Romans. She's really good with her Sue numbers. Romans had her spreadsheet. She knew exactly what she paid, yes. exactly where every cent went. That's the only time that I've ever had someone actually know their numbers. They'll know their commission split. Maybe they'll know this, the other thing. No. How much money did you actually pay your broker? Yeah. Because you will be shocked how frequently you guys, oh, what are you talking about, Tim? I'm on a 90-10 split. What happens about that 6% royalty fee? What about the transaction fee? What about this, this, then the other thing? Oh, you have no cap. Hold on. You're in a 90-10 split. Let's say you're a compass agent, but you have no cap. How much money did you uh, earn last year? Well, I pers- I earned $300,000. Okay, how much money did you pay your broker? Oh, I don't know. I just pay attention to what I earned. Why don't you go back and let's do that math right now. Well, I have to get into the MLS or my CRM or I'll have to find out. exactly. Okay, let's go ahead and do it. What is it. And then they are always shocked how much money they paid. So if you want to know why you don't have more, uh, frankly, profit, a lot of times it's because you're overpaying your broker. It's the easiest thing ever to fix, but you got to be willing to have a look at it and find out, well, and ask yourself, what, why am I in, in this business in the first place? Maybe originally it was because I wanted to be my own boss. I wanted to have some financial freedom. I wanted to, whatever it is, right? But sooner than later, you're going to realize I'm in this business to make a profit. So with that profit, I can reinvest it and I can create passive income for myself. If you're spending an excessive amount of money to your broker, that money that you're paying could have very well gone to helping you create financial independence. Your job is to produce profit. At eXp, your total, the amount of money you pay in commissions is $16,000 per year. I guarantee you, having had hundreds of these conversations over the last four and a half years, that many of you are paying massively more to your brokers than you actually think. So you should be thinking right now, what do I do? What's the next natural step in my real estate career? A new agent, veteran agent, experienced agent? Yes, you need to move forward and you need to move up the ladder to eXp Realty. And Julie and I are more than willing to help you on that journey. And there's two ways you can follow that path. One way 
is you can just text the letters EXP to 47372 and learn about what our group offers and you decide whether EXP is for you. You will decide EXP is, ready, is right for you. And so just let us know by filling out that little form on the website. But for many of you who are ready to join EXP, and maybe you're going to join now or maybe you're going to join 90 days from now or six months from now, it doesn't matter. Let's get that conversation started. Text me directly. 512-758-0206. Let me know a little bit about yourself in the text. Let me know a little bit about your real estate career. But that is the next natural step for all of you. In this economy, all of you need to be, you need to be thinking about profit. You need to be thinking about your financial future. You need to be maximizing every single cent from your real estate transactions. And frankly, that's one of the best ways we've seen in our you know, 25 plus year career in real estate. So text me directly if you're ready to join. If you've not yet chosen a sponsor, uh, it's 512-758-0206. Remember when texting, though, message and data rates may apply. Point number three. Point number three, uh, we did briefly and then bounced off of. So we we're back to number three about getting serious about having more active listings. Using your real estate treasure map, you should have determined your magic number of listings. The number of actives, actives, stop counting your pendings as if they're active. The number of active listings. You have to carry at all times, personally, in order to meet or exceed your goals. In this year, you now have enough skills to actually build your listing inventory, but only if you know how to compete. You might have to upgrade your pre-listing package, your listing presentation, etc. So have on hand five pre-listing packages assembled, ready to send as you set appointments. That's kind of some built-in accountability right there. Now, moving on to point number four. But it is funny, yeah. Julie, how many coaching clients have you had who have done exactly what you just said? And what they do is they keep those pre-listing packets <laughs> sitting on their desk. I know. And it, that is like, there's what those represent are five potential listings and at least five potential paychecks that are sitting there if you have done the work of generating a you know, pre-qualified. Get them out. Get them out. <laughs> yeah. those, those are essentially your a pre-listing pack that we give you in Premier Coaching is in essence your, uh, your silent salesperson. That's really what it is. The pre-listing pack sells the seller on working with you so that when you go to the house, generally speaking, it's just a paperwork appointment. That's what we call it. There's not, there's virtually no selling left to be done because the pre-listing pack did it for you. I'm not overselling this to you guys. This is how efficient this system is with regards to the pre-listing pack. And that is included in Premier Coaching. If you want to join Premier Coaching, the links are in the bio. The links are in the description. Just scroll down. They're the link. You can join for free. Point number four. Point number four, because you now carry listings, you can start, here's the exciting part, referring your buyer business to buyer partners, not buyer agents on your quote team, but buyer partners who pay, your refer pay you referral fees for qualified buyers that they will take off your plate. You will keep one to two active buyers at all times who should be people like your listing clients who are going to buy with you or maybe repeat clients, relocating executives in good price ranges, et cetera. You don't have to do any of that, but if you are going to take on one to two buyers, which we recommend to keep you frosty, seeing houses in the market. You personally, no matter how many listings you have, how successful you are, always have one to two buyers because you know working with buyers is going to keep you, as Julie just said, frosty. It's going to keep you on the pointy edge of the spear, knowing what the market conditions really are. The problem with being just primarily a listing agent is you can lose touch with what is going yes. on in the market very quickly. And then when you go on listing appointments, you're not as effective and you won't because you won't know about the newest inventory. Well, so when we talk about referring to referral agents, that is not the same as having little baby bird buyer agents on your team who are always wanting more leads, right? We're talking about you still pre-qualify, and this, this should have been a point at this point as well. 
you know, one of the things that they do when they get successful is they try to delegate the incoming lead conversion. You shouldn't do that. You Ever. always pre-qualify. If it's meant to be, it's up to me. You do the pre-qualification script. You drill down. Does this person have to buy and sell? Are they just a buyer? Are they relocating in? What is the situation? What's going on with their loan, their financing, et cetera? I'll give you a fair example. Most people are never taught to pre-qualify, or if they're taught to pre-qualify, they're taught to pre-qualify around this fake relationship building. And that's what a lot of you guys do. You think you have to somehow find different things you can bond over before they're actually going to do business with you. I got news for you. Consumers don't want to bond with you. And if you're lucky, they want to do business with you. And what you're essentially taking a low-skilled approach to um, working with clients. For example, someone calls you. They show up in your life as a buyer. They're interested in purchasing a particular property, a buyer, right? What a lot of you will do is you don't even take the time to find out uh, anything about them. You think it's a series of you know little superficial conversations. I'll send you some listings. Oh, that's great. You don't know about their time frame. You don't know about what they have a house to sell. Our pre-qualification script, here's how basically it works. Ring, ring, hello. Hi, um, I'm interested in uh, 123 Elm Street. Oh, that's a terrific property. A lot of folks are calling on that one. Let me uh, check to find out what the current status of that is because as you know, things are selling really quick. Oh, by the way, which house in the neighborhood are you thinking about selling? Now, I want you to listen to what I just did and how different it is than what many of you will be have done or have been trained to do. I am wanting to know right away whether that buyer has a house to sell. That buyer is not going to be, frankly, emotionally prepared for me to have asked that question right at the start of the conversation. And you kept them on the phone long enough to ask that. And they're waiting for me to tell them whether the house is still available. Mm -hmm. So they're going to tell me the truth about whether they have a house to sell or not. <laughs> I now, hope now, how does this normally go? Ring, ring. Hey, I'm calling about 123 Elm Street. What's the price? Uh, and then what do they normally uh, do? It's, it's uh, you know, four twenty nine nine. Oh, uh, too much for me. Thanks. Bye. Yeah, or it's sold or it's in contract. Or uh, would you like me to step click? Lost lead. Right. If you ask, because what you'll discover especially in this market, a lot of the people that are calling looking for homes, actually, again, depending on the price point, actually have homes to sell. But you don't know because you don't ask. And you think, well, I'll ask after I woo them and get them to love me and we bond over golden retrievers. I'll ask, you know, late. I don't want to seem too pushy. No, 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 no. I'm not too pushy. I don't want to. Okay, well, guess what? They can't transact until they sell that house. And what they really were is a neighbor who was thinking about putting their house for sale. And what they really wanted to do is find out what the asking price of that listing was to use it as a comp. And they were in the process of actually looking for a listing agent, of which you just disqualified yourself for. You guys get it? I have worse than this made my head explode last week. Okay. <laughs> I, I talked to an agent and I said, I'm just curious. I have had a hard time reaching you. This is me following up on a potential coaching client. Well, I, I'm just curious. Why is your voicemail so full? You know what they said? I had a new listing. I sold it right away. I'm sure that's just a bunch of buyer calls I haven't deleted yet. Oh, my gosh. Like, could maybe some of those be listing leads too? So even worse than botching the call, if you do it, is not making that call at all because after all, you're sitting there with three buyers you haven't even been able to get in contract with yet. So why would you want more? That's the problem with a lot of you guys who you think you can just delegate yourselves into basically sitting on the beach and picking land under your toes. You will abdicate. Abdication is not the same of delegation. We are the only ones in the real estate industry that say this. So listen to what we're saying. The whole delegation thing has been overplayed. Because you're delegating something that is a high-skilled activity to low-skilled people. And you're wondering, why the hell am I not getting any results? 
It's because you don't know how to do it. You never learned how to actually master that a particular skill set. And now you're delegating it to somebody who doesn't know how to do it either. And now that, again, Julie's example, those are a whole bunch of buyers, half of which had houses to sell, which you probably could have been going on listing appointments. And you wonder why so many of you are so easily seduced into believing your problem is your brand or that you have to buy buyer leads because you're not properly working the leads that you get. Hopefully this makes sense for all of you. And the ones who are really ready for this lesson, you're probably laughing at yourselves because you know it's true. That's right, which brings us to point number five, similar. Resist the urge to buy your way into more production. More staff or team do not equal more profitability. The exact opposite is true. That's right. Now, that said, you should have a transaction coordinator and potentially buyer partners who you refer buyers to as needed, but no more if you intend to keep your product as profit. You know, you started to talk about this, then I probably got you off track. So mm -hmm. buyer partners versus buyer's agents. Yes. Buyer partners are agents that are in your marketplace who frankly will only ever want to work with buyers. Every marketplace, most marketplaces have agents that are probably better working with buyers than you. And they don't even have to be with your brokerage. Nope, they don't. And now ideally they are. And here's some advanced yeah. coaching. Those of you at eXp Realty, one of the greatest ways for you to build uh, your revenue share group is start identifying uh, people you can start referring your buyer leads to once we teach you how to be a listing agent. True. They become your buyer uh, partners and in order for them to get those referrals from you, they have to be with you at eXp. There's an idea for all of you. So buyer partners are independent agents who do not work as part of your team. And eXp parlance, we can call that maybe a self-organized team or just frankly, as Julie just said, completely different agents at completely different brokers and you charge them a referral fee. Why do you want to do it like that? Why should you do it like that? Because the, the business model of having an army of buyer's agents working for you and then you having to buy thousands, if not millions of dollars of buyer leads per year is dead. Okay, that's it. I don't need to say anything more than that. Listen, pay attention. Look at the agents who are, you know, Zillow uh, flex agents. Look to see what their production has done from 2022 to 2023. It's because the buyer lead business that they build their business on these big buyer agent teams, unfortunately has suffered and now they have to retool. What most of them are doing though, is they're waiting around for the market to change back so their old business model will work again. So if you're listening and you're doing that and you're making that mistake, your business model is not going to change back. Your business model, if you're building it based on the idea that you're going to have 20 buyer's agents working for you and you're going to be able to feed them buyers, what you have discovered and hopefully you're learning from this lesson is you're going to spend all of your revenue, all of your profit on buying more buyer leads, which means you're making no money off those buyer side transactions. How do I know this? Because I've looked at so many spreadsheets from so many teams and I've seen what the actual, how the actual numbers work out. Every single time, 99% of the time, I should say, most of the money is coming off the listings. And so if there's two, like imagine a, a real estate team, there's the, and you split it in half. There's the buyer side, the buyer sides, the buyer side team and the seller side team. What almost always is happening, especially in this market, the commissions from the listing side are subsidizing the buyer side business. In other words, the buyer side business is losing money the listing side business is profitable, but that profit is going to spending money to buy leads for those buyer agents. The business itself has now essentially gone from well-run teams we're making sometimes 12 and 15% profit margins in the best of times. Let's call that 2021. 
And now what we're seeing is their profit margins are zero or less than 5%. They can go back to having double-digit profit margins if they move away from this addiction to the belief that they have to have these big armies of buyer's agents that they have to feed leads to. You will, If you want to have buyer's agents, have them as buyer partners and then refer those buyer leads to, in essence, independent agents and then charge them a 25 or 30% referral fee. You can then have dozens and dozens and dozens of these agents as part of your team that you're making 25% of, which by the way, is a hell of a lot more profit than you're making if you're uh, trying to keep them as part of your team and stop buying buyer leads. You're, you have enough leads that are coming off your listings, especially if you're a big team. You just have to get really good at pre-qualifying them in yourself. If you have too many leads coming in, too many buyer calls from all your listings coming in, then you need to definitely train up some people that are going to do it at the highest level and you need to be constantly proactively involved in listening to the pre-qualification calls and listening to make sure they're asking all the questions and not just abdicating the responsibility of the results that they're supposed to be producing for you. Well, and in fact, the partner by, you know, the buyer partners are much more appreciative of those um, leads, those referred leads and much less entitled, you know, if you're pumping, you know, leads, I put with air quotes, to your team buyer's agent, and they know that tomorrow there's going to be, you know, another set of leads, it's easy for them to say, well, all those leads kind of sucked. Because you know why? They're looking for the most easy to pluck off, the super self-closing buyer lead, and then they've trashed the rest of them. That's right. So there's lots of, pro- we could do a whole entire podcast Let's make about point that. Let's make uh, this is point number six, okay. now skip point that Yes, yeah. next point is master two more income spokes. Now that you have regular listings, you will monetize your open houses as a productive spoke, for example. Add new construction, probate. We teach you many different spokes to add to your income wheel. Continue to expand and systematize your center of influence. That's the other thing that gets kind of uh, ignored once they find their success, they stop talking to past clients, center of influence. You got to keep that going. We have entire sections in Premier Coaching about how to talk to your center of influence, the scripts, the systems, a 12-month program of speaking to them. You should definitely, and point number, this would be what, eight? No, seven, right? Next point. Next point. <laughs> you should definitely be increasing the percent of money you're socking away into your saving and reinvestment account. This is not your spending account. This is not your tax account. This is not your operations account. Savings. You should definitely have increased to at least 20% in the second year. So in other words, off the top, when $10,000 rolls in from a commission check, 2000 of it goes to your savings account. Now, here's an eye-opener. Those of you who are running buyer's agents and that 10000 comes in from the buyer's agent side, that $2,000 to your savings should still be coming off the top. Yes. And then the commission splits and all the rest of the, you know, the money uh, you know, deviations are thereafter. Every single cent that you need that you uh, take in has to be the off the top money going to your savings account. Otherwise, you will not save. That's true. You and you have to have that level of discipline. I always coach our coaching clients. Savings means savings. That means you do not have a debit card attached to it. You do not have a checking account attached to it. That means you have to work to get to your savings. You have to go into the bank and get a cashier's check or 
you know, make it go away online. You have to actually think about spending your savings. Don't trust yourself when it comes to money. You are stupid. By the way, so are we. Everyone is. Everyone's stupid. We are stupid when it comes to money because we're all going to chase. We're all going to, oh, what? Oh, hello, Bob. Nice to meet you. Oh, you're going to sell me 15, you know, ready to go seller leads for 1500 bucks? Hell to the yeah, I'm going to do that. No. Next thing you know, there goes your 1500 bucks because you didn't realize that sales guy was also selling those same leads to, you know, 100 other agents. You guys get the point? Keep your money because you're going to need it for point number nine. Utilize your EXP Express offers, we'll talk about that in a second, and your guaranteed home sale program that we teach you in coaching to purchase at least one rental property. Now, we've talked about rentals before. This might be becoming an optional spoke if you are in EXP and you have other options. Revenue share Revenue specifically. share especially, but in EXP, you do have access to Express offers. That's a pool of investors. You don't have to personally be working with them, but you can use that to potentially, if you see the right opportunity, that might be a rental for you to buy. So there's three points written in that one little short point. Here's the thing. If you do not have, uh, if you're not an EXP agent or if you're an EXP agent and you're not using express offers, here's what you're missing out on. You're going to be called out to go on a listing appointment. You're going to be meeting with the seller. Turns out the seller doesn't want to have to go through the normal retail marketing of the property. Doesn't want to fix it up. Doesn't want to do the work. They just want to get rid of the house. What are you going to do? Now, the smart thing is you prepared yourself because you've been saving your money and you are uh, you you can buy that property maybe as a rental property if the numbers make sense. By the way, we teach you how to do this in our uh, coaching program through the Guaranteed Home Sale Program. And I don't want to talk about that right now, but the essence of it is, is you can say, here are your different options. Mr. Seller, you have three different choices. Number one, we can retail the home. Sounds like you don't want to do that. Number two, I will guarantee the sale of the house after 120 days for 90% of the market value. Um, and then, so you have to wait 90 days. We're going to try to retail it. But after 90 days, if we don't have a written, verified, you know, rock solid offer that you're happy with, I'll buy it for 90%. Now I'm going to hover there. What you're going to do is you're not just going to buy it for 90%. You're going to get that house for 10% off, but then you're also going to roll into your commissions. Maybe your commission was 6%, 5%, 7%. I don't know. And then you're going to also include some kind of trade fee. What you're going to do is you're going to build in to your guaranteed offer, 20% down payment. Julie and I did that a lot of times when we were building our rental properties, uh, you know, our investment properties. We would go to sellers. Okay, option one, Mr. Sellers, we can list this property in this market. It's going to take on average of, for us 93 days to sell the property. If you don't wait 93 days, Julie and I will guarantee the home sale, depending on what it was, we might be, do a guarantee after 90 days. And I remember more than once, like far more than once, I'd walk in, uh, the seller wants to sell the house, very motivated, doesn't want to fix it up, doesn't want to remove the wallpaper, doesn't want to screw around with cleaning the house up, doesn't even want to bother with showings, just wants to know the house is sold. And I would write it all out. It's 90, so your property is worth this, it's 90% of that, minus this, minus this, fine, do it, good, I'm ready to go. We just bought a house and our 20% down payment was built in. You can take that to probably any lender in your town and say, I've got 20% equity in this property. And then that's the whole ball of wax. You know, you're going to get your mortgage because the bank sees you have 20% equity. That's how you can buy rental properties with no money down as a real estate professional. Pretty cool, right? Now, the third option, if you're an EXP agent, only if you're an EXP agent, is something called express offers. The way this would work, and I'll just take it back to the original scenario. So option A, Mr. Seller, is we retail the property. Option B is I buy the property from you after 90 days, or 120 days, whatever, however your guarantee works. And we teach you how to do that in Premier uh, Coaching. Option C 
is that we can actually sell this house right now to an investor because I'm EXP uh, Express Offer certified. I can sell this property through our portal to one of your, uh, to an investor. And essentially they'll give you a cash offer on the property. I can usually get that for you in just a couple hours, maybe 24 hours, and then you're off to the races. So you can choose which choice. If you want out and you want, uh, you know, essentially the quickest, easiest, painless solution is option C. Uh, if you want to wait a little bit so we can maximize your returns, let's do option B. Or if you want to wait to, uh, to maximize and you, what the retail market has to offer, obviously option uh, A. And now, how does that give you a competitive advantage in the marketplace? Because you're now able to do something that other agents can't do. You're giving those sellers other paths to selling the property. You're giving yourself paths to creating income for yourself. Now, here's the fun thing about express offers. The express offers uh, investors, they don't want to hold the house. They want to flip the house. Guess who gets the listing after the property's fixed up? You do. That's pretty cool, right? So EXP agents listing right now, make sure you're doing express offers. Those of you who are not at, uh, at EXP or you don't have a program available like this at your brokerage, which are, is basically all of you, you need to seriously consider moving over to EXP. And again, we've made that very easy for you. Just text me directly at 512-758-0206, and I'll answer all your questions about eXp. If you're just getting ready to get started and exploring the option of moving to eXp, text the letters eXp to 47372. But again, those of you ready to land the plane um, and, and finally come home to eXp, text me directly at 512-758-0206. Remember, when uh, texting message and data rates may apply. So listen, guys, we're going to round the bend on today's show. We'll pick up on year three tomorrow. Thanks for all the great feedback on all of this. The next natural step for all of you is obviously to seriously, look, I'm going to just share this with you because I've been getting some interesting feedback about those of you who are asking me my uh, opinion, Julie and I's opinion about the future of the real estate market. Step away from the bad news. Step away from the CNN. Step away from the Fox News. Step away from any of these prognosticators that are trying to sell you into believing that tomorrow is not going to be better than today. Historically speaking, going back 10,000, you know, thousands and thousands, 15,000 years or whatever, humanity always improves. AI is not going to basically, uh, you know, plug us into the Borg. There's not going to be um, any future uh, scenario where there's not going to be opportunities for your life to greatly improve because of the advancement of technologies. Yes, there's going to be some headwinds, but you happen to have been smart enough at what point in your life to get a real estate license and to sell something that everybody needs no matter what the market's doing, no matter what the interest rates are, no matter anything, it, people will always want to buy and sell real estate. If you go back to you know 1970 to, uh, 2000, um, 1970 to uh, 1981, when interest rates were nearly 20%, Thousands of th homes were still selling every year in your marketplace. Millions were still selling every year across the country. I'm hoping to have you understand that the bad news does not need to apply to you. But if you are believing that your tomorrow will not be better than your today, you will not uh, take the you will take the exact you will make that true. You will essentially not take the actions necessary to make it so your tomorrow is better than today, thus making your tomorrow worse than today. And I am fearful for many of you because you're doing that, because you're paying attention to too much doom and gloom. So monitor what you're intaking. Monitor what you're listening to. Avoid politics, guys. Julie and I just avoid it like the plague. Avoid anything that's going to put you in a state of not being of service to other people. Listen to yourself. When you're listening to something, how does it make you feel? When you're, you know, people, podcasts, TV, 
whatever. How does it make you feel? Does it make you feel insecure? Does it make you feel fearful? Does it make you feel scared? Does it make you feel, you know, scarcity minded? Well, I have news for you. That is going to be something that's going to bring all of those things into your life. So immediately stop in taking that content. Stop listening to those people. Stop reading those, you know, blog posts. Just completely tune out to all that crap and you'll notice how much, how much, you, how much better you feel. Your natural state is to be optimistic. Your natural state is to want to move forward. Your natural state is to want to improve. And so don't be in conflict with what your natural state is. That's where most disease comes from. That's where most, you know, frankly, psychological problems come from. It's when people stop wanting to improve. Wanting to improve is your natural state. A marketplace like this, where there's this convergence of so many incredible things, this is the perfect opportunity, no matter how old you are, how good looking you are, how rich you are, how educated you are. This is the per- this is probably the best time in all of our lives to hit hard reset. It's because of the economy. It's because there's so many people that are lacking direction. But also, guys, what really excites Julie and I is all the things that are going to come from uh, artificial intelligence that are almost going to be magical and mystical as they start to emerge, but are going to change all of our lives for the better. There are going to be diseases that people have just assumed to be with us forever that are going to get solved. There are going to be all kinds of advancements in how we live, how we communicate, the types of laborious things that we've just sort of institutionalized into our lives. We're not going to have to do them anymore. That's going to open up new opportunities. People want to focus on, (laughs) it's so funny, watch this. How many jobs are going to be eliminated from AI? What? Why the hell would that be something people want to read? Because they want to read the list of jobs to be eliminated from AI and see if they're on the list. How about this? How many new jobs are going to be created because of AI? How many new opportunities are going to be created from AI? How many millionaires, multimillionaires, decamillionaires, billionaires are going to be created from AI? Where is your mindset? Are you checking that list every day to make sure that you're not on the list of people that are going to be eliminated? Stop asking me if AI is going to eliminate real estate agents. It ain't going to happen. It's going to make, there's going to be two agents, right? Agents that know how to leverage AI and agents that don't. And please be in the, you know, the latter, not the former category. Makes sense? And yes, we are launching the new AI category on our podcast. Um, Julie and I are hoping to record that this week. We're also going to be doing a health podcast. These are all things you guys have been requesting in a lot of cases for a long period of time, especially on the health side. So we're going to be doing that as well. So there's going to be five real estate podcasts per week and probably another two, maybe three additional podcasts as we sort of frankly venture into different categories that of our personal interests that we feel you guys will be interested in as well. Thank you for keeping this number one listen to daily podcast for real estate professionals in the United States. Please do like, subscribe, give us a five-star review. Help us to be in alignment with what our vision is, which is being a service to all of you. The way you can do that, frankly, is by supporting this podcast, by five-star reviewing it, by giving it you know, on iTunes, Spotify, or whatever. And if you're over on YouTube, make sure you subscribe and hit the bell icon so you know when the new shows arrive. Thank you for keeping this number one listen to daily podcast for real estate professionals in at least the United States. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you on the show tomorrow. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.